Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Hey everybody, we're back for another bonus episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast dedicated to keeping the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. And I'm thankful for all of you listeners. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. <laughs> yeah, happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful the, for both of y'all. I am thankful for y'all, for y'all too. too. I'm just trying to get the schmaltiness so that people don't hate me after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Tom worked so hard over the past year and a half to make Anthony the worst and it transferred. He doesn't want the title back. <laughs> I don't. I don't need it back. <laughs> well, while we may not be recording this close to when it dropped, we are in the Thanksgiving mood. I mean, I feel like I'm perpetually in the mood for Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving means we're super close to Christmas. And it's kind of something that everybody can buy into, right? We all have stuff to be thankful for, even in 2020. Even if you're in a country that doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving. That's right. I'm really thankful that Trump lost the general election, y'all. Oh, I know. I'm so excited. We Fun fact, though, for our listeners, we may not be recording this close to Thanksgiving, but we are seven months from Christmas Eve upon to the day we're recording this. Wow, seven months. That's like nothing. That's nothing. Go by like that. I mean, here's seven months in a coronavirus world, though, y'all. That could. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Medically, doubles time. Oh, boy. Well, tonight we're talking about one of my favorite Thanksgiving specials of all time. Mine, too. (laughs) That's two of the three. Um, We're talking about a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Which means at this point, we've covered all of the main Charlie Browns. Right. Am I missing a holiday? We did Easter, Halloween, and Christmas. And as far as I'm concerned, the Holy Trinity is Christmas, uh, yep. Halloween, and Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving. Peanuts, they, so. Those are the three that sell us a bundle in the stores digitally. Christmas, Halloween, and Thanksgiving. I did not know this. Yep. The Burr Months. That's what they should call it, the Peanuts Burr Month Collection. They really should. (laughs) (laughs) So, A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving came out in 1973. It's also a TV short. Um, So, we'll be putting this on our TV short page. Well, we won't rank this, will we? No. Are we going to rank this? We'll rank it, but I won't go, like, we'll rank it, like, just because we rank the other ones, but I won't go on any list. Okay. And you say it's a short, but oftentimes it's broadcast back-to-back with this Peanuts second Thanksgiving special, the This is America, Charlie Brown, where they all play pilgrims. Yes. And uh, which Ethan quite likes, actually. So, well, we'll get to history. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's so talk let's about do that one. A... We're going to run out of Thanksgiving content, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> we need to keep that one for the future. <laughs> so, for a quick synopsis for this quick little TV treat. Here's the one IMDb has. It's actually pretty good. Peppermint Patty invites herself and her friends over to Charlie Brown's for Thanksgiving. And with Linus, Snoopy, and Woodstock, he attempts to throw together a Thanksgiving dinner. And now, Tom, would you like to follow it up with your synopsis? Super socially awkward, weirdo kid, Peppermint Patty, who appears to be very unsure about who she is as a person, invites herself to equally socially awkward, Charlie Brown's house for Thanksgiving and then proceeds to invite all of her friends. For whatever reason, Charlie Brown doesn't just tell her, Hey, you know what? I'm not going to be home. Instead decides to put together this huge Thanksgiving meal after they exhaust all of the peanuts tropes that we see in every other episode (laughs) up to this point. Um, But in a much worse way. Well, that's up for debate. (laughs) 
little tasty snack on what's coming up. There are parts of this movie I adore, though. Well, that's good, we'll at least. That. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, as far as casting credits go, same thing. Same thing as all the other Peanuts. Um, directed Bunch by Bill Melendez and Phil Roman. <laughs> Written by Charles M. Schultz and starring all of our favorite Peanuts cast members, including Woodstock, who we haven't had Woodstock in as many of these as, as we have all the rest of them. So well, this is the first Anthony happy. The first and only Burr Month one he's in. He was in Easter. He wasn't in Halloween or Christmas. No, he wasn't. He's in the other Thanksgiving, isn't he? Yeah, but that came later on. Yeah, yeah, that came after. So when I was listening, when I was watching this special for this recording, I thought to myself, man, Peppermint Patty and Marcy sound like guys. Turns out guys played them. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Anyway. <laughs> Peppermint Patty. I never and thought about Marcy, but I always figured Peppermint Patty. Was. Marcy. Peppermint Patty's little. Uh, huh. The glasses. Slave. Yeah. The one in love with Peppermint Patty? there's some latent yes (laughs) okay so what are your histories with a charlie brown thanksgiving anthony you go first sure so i grew up with this special i don't remember a thanksgiving without this special like Halloween and Christmas, it's played every year on broadcast TV, and I will always watch it on broadcast TV if possible, because that's one time of year I like watching commercials, because they're all the holiday-themed commercials and the old-fashioned ones, and it just puts you in the mood for those holidays and the upcoming holidays, if they're pre-Christmas. So yeah, uh, I really like this one. I think it's, well, I won't say where I would rank it on my peanuts list yet, but it's definitely better than the Thanksgiving follow-up. This is America, Charlie Brown. I actually always turn it off after this first half because they're usually broadcast back-to-back. Uh, fact that I forgot when I watched this tonight. So when I put it on, so I, when I put the digital copy on, I was like, an hour and five minutes, that can't be right. And then it gets to the end, and then this is America, Charlie Brown comes up. I'm like, oh, Oh, and I turned it off (laughs) banking on the fact I'm pretty sure we're not covering this whole back-to-back hour like they air it on TV. (laughs) So I I rolled the dice and took a gamble. Gamble paid off. But I like this one. There aren't a lot of Thanksgiving movies and TV specials out there like there are Christmas or even Halloween. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm always happy when this one comes on TV. And like I've said before, the peanuts are synonymous with the holidays for me, those Birmingham holidays. It's not the holidays without them. That's true. But I will say that um, there was one part of this special watching it this evening that disturbed me. And that was the hint of cannibalism at the end. But we'll talk yeah, wait, about wait, that. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Let's talk about there, that. There's a, bit, there's a bit of trivia about that that I want to talk about later on. I had to explain to Ellie why, because I immediately noticed that why Woodstock should not be eating turkey. She was very concerned why, why I had a problem with that. <laughs> Tom, what's your history? You know, I liked this movie as a kid. I've kind of forgotten about it in re- recent years and haven't really watched it. Um, so watching it with a critical eye was interesting. My Thanksgiving was like my Halloween and everything else was really more, I was more in the Garfield camp than the Peanuts camp. And this one did not hold up well for me at all, as we'll discuss later. How about you, Julia? Um, let's see. So my history with the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, I think I actually saw Charlie Brown Thanksgiving before I even saw Charlie Brown Christmas, at least in my memory. Oh, I remember this one first. Not that it didn't follow quickly on the heels, but I, I love this one. This one is neck and neck for number one in my book with the Charlie Brown Christmas super close and i think it's because of the chair scene we'll talk about when we discuss wait julia so i'm i'm curious you said charlie brown christmas is like number one for you i thought you ranked and i didn't do my homework and i was going to talk about this when we were ranking later because i can't remember i gave the other two specials i remember i gave christmas but um, I'm pretty sure you and Tom both rated <laughs> It's a Great Pumpkin. I think Tom rated that higher than Christmas, and you rated higher it than equal Christmas. with Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that funny that true. you said that. And this might be also, I think, 
I don't know. And it's probably one of those where ask me on a different day and I might have a different answer for you. But watching mm-hmm. this today, right? Because I haven't watched it since last Christmas season. Watching it today just really did good for me because I was really needing like an uplift and that's what this gives me. And there's so much nostalgia built in with it that if you ask me now, you ask me today. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, <laughs> Christmas and Thanksgiving are tied, followed very, very shortly by by Halloween. So the, one of the things I want to say, like right off the bat with this special, if you don't mind me saying, Julia, is that yeah. this special came out in 1973, which was seven years after It's a Great Pumpkin and eight years after Christmas. Mm-hmm. And despite the fact that it's not even 10 years later, the anim- they really got so much better at the animation in that yeah. short amount of time. It really, yes, they did grow rapidly. But that's how Rankin Bass was as well. Yeah, that's true. And I'm actually glad to see that uh, it's not just Rankin Bass that isn't enough to be lifted by Tom's nostalgia. He does have problems with other old stuff too. <laughs> I, I do, I do. So that makes me happy that it's not a feud against Rankin Bass in your book. It's just an honest critique. You, you okay. say the animation was that much better. I will say the editing was awful. But in what respect? Way too many inconsistencies throughout this thing. Way too many inconsistencies. That's what actually started my looking for the trivia was I was like, were they doing drugs in this episode? Because stuff just like on the, on the table, food just is there and then it's not. They had Sundays and they don't. Then they have Sundays and they don't. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> I actually do have a question more for Julia because I think she'd remember this more than you, Tom, but whoever can answer it. Is this the first... Holiday special we've covered where Franklin has appeared. I think Franklin was in Christmas, wasn't he? he? I think he was just present. I don't think he had a speaking part. Yeah, but I think I thought I remember seeing him. There was was a bit of controversy when this came out that Franklin was seated alone on one side of the table while all the white kids are sat together on the other side. Oh, yeah. Like your, your background right now shows us that. It does. Much better background background than Deck the Halls, right? Amen. Much better than Deck the Halls. Amen. Oh, Julia, it looks like we were wrong. What? I do not see any people of color whatsoever in Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, so maybe it is Franklin's first appearance. I remembered him for some reason. He should be in it. I've always loved Franklin. Peanuts trivia for you. Franklin first appeared in the comic strips on July 31st, 1968, and he was the first person of color brought in at all. And he goes to school with Peppermint Patty and Marcy. In his first like story arc, Charlie Brown meets him at the beach. Then his first movie he was in was in 1972 in Snoopy Come Home. Ah, so he only appeared a year earlier. I yeah, love that movie. That's what I'm thinking of is Snoopy Come Home. Because that's one of my favorites. Okay, so what is this little special cover? So we open up and it's Charlie Brown and Sally and they're preparing for the Thanksgiving holidays. And Sally is, well, they're all kind of lamenting, except for Linus, another holiday we have to deal with. That made me just laugh so much when she said that. I think that was just the writers venting their frustration. How many of these holiday specials are they going to do? Do we have to write? How much more different can we make them all? Which I'm sure Tom will chime in later on. Not much different at all. (laughs) (laughs) So Sally doesn't like the extra schoolwork. Charlie Brown is just, you know, he's bummed about everything anyway. And Linus steps in to give a little extra info about Miles Standish and basically like, what's your problem with Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving is great. Thanksgiving is awesome. Now this Linus is much more uh, Linus of Christmas than he, Halloween and Easter. He is a lot more chill <laughs> than Halloween Linus. So aside from everybody in general being kind of burned out on having another holiday they have to celebrate, we are clued into the fact that Charlie is going to his grandparents' house for Thanksgiving. We skipped the scene, didn't we? The only time we see Lucy in the episode. Oh, the football polling scene. That's right, we did. The football scene didn't bother me, though, because Thanksgiving is synonymous with football in America. That, I thought the same thing. It made me... It re- that When I was watching it, I was like, this makes sense here. And it just reminded me of one of my favorite Friends episodes. Oh, that's yep. so funny. 
I never thought about that. It was always just there and I never connected it to Thanksgiving, but that makes sense. Yeah. So you have, so it opens up with Lucy holding the football and Charlie saying, you're going to pull the football. No, I'm not going to pull the football. And she ends up pulling the football and you get the wonderful, ah, and the whack. I, on his back. I can't help so, but laugh every time he makes that. I do. It's funny. It should be a ringtone. Um, while they're bemoaning all of this, um, Sally is complaining that she still has Halloween candy left. Yes. What she little kid that Halloween candy, right? <laughs> These kids have not aged, so she had been in the pumpkin patch with Linus. Where does she get Halloween candy? Oh gosh. Touche. <laughs> so there's some Touché. See what I mean? They're they're not following their own storylines well, y'all. Well, Tom, this is seven years later. They're like teenagers now. <laughs> At one point in your life, you've been the guy that has said, yeah, the reason why Simpsons is successful is because they're frozen in time and they never age. Tom, I'm sure at oh. some point Thomas said that, which is absolutely true. That's why it's successful and everybody says that's it is. why. It is. They, so, if, if, if Bart and Lisa age, nobody would watch it. Exactly. So it exists in a continuum and that's okay. It does. <laughs> so once we get past the football and the bemoaning Thanksgiving, we have Charlie Brown, their plans to go to grandma that evening or that late afternoon, 4.30. And Chuck gets a call on the phone and it's Peppermint Patty. I know, you, you just said Chuck. The amount of times she said the word <laughs> Chuck. 26, 26 in this 25 minute special. Oh my gosh. You counted? 26. Yeah, yes, I counted. Well, is this like is this like the only one where Marcy doesn't call him Chuck all the time too? Marcy's hit and miss with the Chuck. Sometimes she'll call him Chuck, and sometimes she just won't call him anything. I was taken aback when she called him Charles this time too. I was like, wait, what is this? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go it's ahead. It's usually just Peppermint Patty calls him Chuck. So Peppermint Patty calls Chuck and invites herself to dinner. I hate Peppermint Patty. I'm sorry. Yeah. She is not my favorite let's, let's character. This. Yeah, she. I, Why are all of these kids going to their friend's house at this age for Thanksgiving? Weren't you forced to be with your family? Well, didn't she have? What did she say? What? Well, well, where was her father going? Was he not going to be home? Well, I mean, I I get she it, gave I get an it. excuse. She made an excuse for her, but then there comes Franklin and Linus and Marcy and. Yeah, I think she just says like basically plans opened up and now I'm available for dinner. So can we come over to your house? No, 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 not can we. I'm going to come Oh, over I'm to coming your house. over to your house. That's right. Which is horrifying to me. I remember being horrified by that when I was a kid because I don't know if y'all had the parent rule or not, but in my house, if you asked if a friend could stay over for the night in front of the friend, that was an automatic no. Same. My mom's rule was, yeah. Same, yeah. Don't ask in front of the kid. You want to come and you know, bring me aside and ask. That's all right. But you do not ask in front of the kid because that's putting me on the spot. Same exact rule. Yep. So I remember as a nope. kid, this was horrifying. You didn't have that rule? Uh-uh. Oh, man. So I have that You're rule lucky. with my kids now. Yeah, you are lucky. But I totally, I'm, I've done that same thing with my kids. I, I'm I'm, like, I, I will totally do that with my kids. I'm digging it. <laughs> I'm going to share the parent rule as soon as I get off, off of our chat with Christine so that we can implement that. But I, yeah, so as a kid, I remember like cringing when I heard Peppermint Patty because in my brain, all I could hear was my mom saying, don't ever do that to me, you know, and <laughs> as a parent, I was cringing too because it's so rude. The Peppermint Patty totally says, yeah, so we're going to come over to your dinner for Thanksgiving and it'll be great and it'll be awesome and save me the neck. And then she calls back and she's like, hey, oh, by the way, Marcy's coming too. And then she calls back and she's like, oh, hey, by the way, Franklin's coming too. And she and calls Franklin back so excited. twice within the span of 30 seconds so yeah. when she talked to marcy and franklin i don't know yeah uh, wait, wait wait what kind of kid is gonna ask for the turkey neck <laughs> i think he would ask for the turkey neck i didn't know I think that that's 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 her weirdness it i is. didn't know anybody ate the turkey neck until my brother-in-law oh and so people do eat the neck i never yes. i've never seen anyone eat the neck Your my brother-in-law right also now, Tom, enjoys like, eating Ooh. giblets Mm. Oh, what part of the bird is that even? They are the liver, the heart, the gizzards, and the neck. Oh, it's like a package deal. Mm -hmm. It's like the leftovers. The gizzards are the part of their digestive tract that they use, like they, they where the rocks go that they eat to grind up their food. That's still nice. the worst part for me whenever I'm cooking like a turkey or a whole chicken or something. 
cleaning out the Get insides. The stuff out. I hate it. Yeah. I think it's worse that it's in a gross, bloody soaked bag. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so much worse <laughs> like you clearly took the time to take them out and put them in a bag why not just throw the bag out why did you put the bag because back people in? use them for gravy it's a very common thing well, as a gravy base not although we me. just cook ours i cook it all up i throw it into a pan with water and cook it for the dog oh i bet they love it oh they love it oh that's so nice that's so nice they also eat poop so that's not really saying much <laughs> i mean <laughs> um so as Charlie Brown, he never commits, but he doesn't say no. And so by turn of that, he has decided, yes, this is happening. Um, and because Peppermint's coming over whether he wants her to or not. So basically Linus, <laughs> Sally calls him a pushover. Well, well she calls him uh, wishy-washy, right? And she's, and she's right. She totally nailed it. Um, and then Linus is basically like, you know, I think we can do this thing. You know, and Charlie Brown's like, I don't even, I don't know how to cook a Thanksgiving dinner. Well, Linus, Linus like, says, well, what do I can, you know how to cook? Well, Linus says they should have two Thanksgivings. Like, you know, still go to your grandmother's, but in the morning you have his first Thanksgiving for your friends. Yeah. And I like that. That kind of reminded me of Gavin and Stacey when, um, what's his name was talking about <laughs> yeah. how he used to go to three Christmas dinners a day. Right. <laughs> and then show back up for dessert. <laughs> <laughs> different eats uh, at this one though and you know i love the fact that there are no parents present i'm pretty sure if i wanted all of my friends to come over and we were supposed to go to my grandma's house also who eats thanksgiving dinner at 4 30 in the afternoon that's just madness that's just when he has to be there i i pictured schmoozing we have thanksgiving very before. early in the day that's true. They're eating it, but they're eating like it's like a it's like a noon to two deal, you know. That's what. Well, we no, we had to be at Graham. Oh, you mean when the kid Thanksgiving happened? No, no. When what time do you eat Thanksgiving dinner at your house, Julia? Well, yeah, we eat it at like two or three. Right, because you have to have second and third dinner where right. you eat turkey in various forms. Yes, absolutely. I'm the same way. We start at noon. Yes. Yes. It's oh, so you're thing. saying 4.30 seems late. Late. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. I got gotcha. you. So, so late. So I do I do want to make a note. People may have may credit the show Friends for Friendsgiving for the term, but this is actually the true <laughs> first Friendsgiving, at least as far as I know on television. Yeah. Although I'm sure if you go back to I'm sure if you go back to like things like I Love Lucy, Lucy probably had Thanksgiving with Ethel and you know, I'm sure this isn't even the first But that wasn't but that's not a whole group of friends coming together for Thanksgiving. Anthony, that's a really yeah. good observation. I'm gonna give you yeah, and uh, they were... cheers. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Anthony. I like that Thank observation. Thank you. Somebody needs to okay, make that t shirt. The original Friendsgiving. You just gave me uh you just gave this a little more a little point bump for me, Anthony. Anthony, good job. Thank you. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. <laughs> although it um, was not, although it was a Friendsgiving without consent. Oh yeah, it was a forced no. Friendsgiving. <laughs> <laughs> so Linus basically helps Charlie plan the menu. You know, he's like, well, you know, you, you can serve toast because Charlie makes some mention about, I can't even do toast right. And Linus is like, you're right. You're horrible at making toast. But we can figure uh, this out He said he could make together. cold cereal and toast. And then Linus tells him he can't do the butter. So he recruits, Charlie Brown recruits Woodstock and Snoopy to help him out. So does Linus. Linus is kind of bossing Snoopy around a little bit too. Uh, Linus cracks the whip and tells Snoopy to go in the garage and figure the table situation out. we got to seat a lot of people. So he gets into the garage and he pulls out the ping pong table sets it up, finds a bunch of mismatched chairs, um, ties the tablecloth onto the ping pong table, and welcome to Julia's favorite scene of all time. <laughs> Makes me laugh every time I see it. When he's getting the chairs, he gets this one purple striped folding chair with the, can with the canvas on it. And this thing comes to life. It anthropomorphizes, which I think is one of Tom's favorite things, and fights him and... It's so stinking funny to me, this scene. I love it. They go round and round. Jude watched it with me today, and he just cracked up at the chair, too. He thought it was so funny. And Snoopy turns happen. into a typical dog during the scene, too. He gets down all fours and raises his He totally does. <laughs> that was weird. That was weird. Growls at it. 
Oh, um, I love it. That fight with the folding lounge chair was inspired by W.C. Field's similar struggle in 1934's It's a Gift. <laughs> it's such good physical comedy. I love it so much. It is. Did you like that scene, Tom, or did you think it was so dumb? I'll recuse myself. Oh my gosh, you thought it was so dumb. You no. have no heart. <laughs> you can't even rob it from me. I love it that much. My favorite scene is the one that comes after that. It's not the chair. It's when they're making dinner or making dinner in the kitchen. Okay, so walk us through so, that wait, and tell wait, us wait, what's wait, on wait, the wait. menu. The the song was playing during the uh, chair scene, right? The little bird one or whatever. Little yes. birdie. That was Vince Guaraldi singing, and it's the only time in the series where you hear an adult voice. Oh, interesting. Jude also really liked that song. He goes, Mommy, what's this song? And I'm like, it's just the song that's in the movie. And he's like, I like it. I'm like, good taste. Do you like yeah, that song, Anthony? Taste. I do like that song. I do too. It was cute. So tell us of the things, the Friendsgiving menu, Anthony. Okay, the Friendsgiving menu, first of all, is like a kid's dream, right? Or yeah. it's like butter toast, pretzel sticks, popcorn, jelly beans, and what was it? Ice cream, a sundae. Mm-hmm. And so Chef Snoopy with his hat on. Well, first of all, Charlie Brown's burning the toast. Yes. <laughs> his line is. And uh, Chef Snoopy and Woodstock kind of take over the kitchen and <laughs> go from the stove to the toaster <laughs> to piling the toast. Woodstock's like buttering the, to- <laughs> buttering the toast and takes Snoopy's ear and butters the ear. And of course, <laughs> there's that physical comedy then where Snoopy gets annoyed with him, <laughs> like tries to clean himself mm-hmm. off. I love, Tom didn't like this either, judging from the look on his face. No, it's funny. It's just thinking about it, actually, like a dog touching food is a really gross thought. Oh, because gosh. I never saw I never saw Snoopy wash his hands. <laughs> I liked the, um, the fact that they managed to find like 15 toasters in their house. That was adorable. <laughs> um, so I love everything in this episode with Snoopy and Woodstock. Yeah. Everything. They are generally, at least for me, like the everything. best parts of these specials. Yeah. They're, they're just, they provide the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> they're not neurotic at all. And Even though I notice, and I'll point this out, I'll bring it up later, when in the special I think, so, think it happens. For being Charlie Brown's dog, Snoopy kind of has a bit of a mean streak toward him. <laughs> Charlie Brown. Oh, I mean, boy. one in the Easter special, he didn't give him an A. <laughs> yeah, no, he was. I think he was way meaner in the Easter special than he yeah. was in this one. We'll talk about the meal that Snoopy and Woodstock prepare for themselves after the kids leave when we get to the scene. <laughs> kind of a jerk move. You're right about that. <laughs> that um, so they prepare this meal, and it's set up so beautifully on the table. The napkins are all folded, real pretty, and it's just such a nice setup, right? And Linus leaves him in a prayer, which I love. He does. Of course he does. And everybody's sitting down and (laughs) the tray cover comes off and food is being dealt like, like playing cards, by the way, the way this food is dealt out is like (laughs) playing cards. And I always love that about it. I don't know why. But then this leads to the worst part of the episode, at least the most cringiest part of the episode. Yes. And that is peppermint. Patty loses her crap. And she's like, what kind of junk meal is this? Are you freaking kidding me? Where are the stuffing? Where's the potatoes? Where's the yam? Yeah, no, I called you like two hours ago and told you you were making me dinner. Where's, where's my dinner? It was and awful. And what does she say? She says, I have let me see if she, I can find the exact She calls him a blockhead? Because the actual quote is just really terrible. What's this? A piece of toast? A pretzel stick? Popcorn? What blockhead cooked all this? What kind of Can Thanksgiving see- dinner is this? Where's the turkey, Chuck? Don't you know anything about Thanksgiving dinners? Where's the mashed potatoes? Where's the cranberry sauce? Where's the pumpkin pie? And Snoopy just like looks around and he gets that poor look on his face and he looks down because he's the one that prepared most of this food. <laughs> A child and- girl gets up dejected and walks away. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she is horrible. Horrible. She's horrible. And, uh, uh, discussing yeah, she's her, I think this may be the subconscious reason why I hate peppermint. The he's flavor always, of peppermint. Oh, the, I hate peppermint pie. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I just can't. Her, she's awful. And then not only is she yeah. awful, but she won't take responsibility and deal with it herself. She's like throws her friend under the bus. So her and Marcy have a heart to heart. 
And Marcy's like, hey, sir, did you invite yourself over? Like, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. And Pe- <laughs> Peppermint's like, I did. That was kind of crappy, huh? I probably shouldn't have said that, huh? Hey, Marcy, go fix it for me. Marcy's like, I really think you should fix it. And Patty's like, no, you go fix it because I can't do it because I'll screw it up. You go do it. And Marcy goes and does it. Like, come yep. on, Marcy. <laughs> the balls up and she make Peppermint Charles. Patty. Yeah, like stand up for her, but she doesn't. And I have a problem with that. And I've always had a problem with that with this special is Peppermint Patty should have like, you know, she should have yeah. wanted to say she was sorry. But she doesn't. Marcy goes and talks to Charlie Brown. Everything's fine again. Charlie Brown gets on the phone with grandma, right? Because he's like, holy crap, it's 4.30. We got to go. Wait, wait, but in fairness, Peppermint Patty does apologize somewhat but, but no hard feelings chuck yeah that's exactly yeah. what she said apologies accepted chuck old boy oh that's it yeah it was enough problems already in the world chuck without these stupid misunderstandings let's not play lovers games chuck yeah because she's got this weird ongoing like crush on him thing think, with thinking he's into yeah her. or yep. yeah it's one of those where like she's crushing on him, but she puts it all the other way. Like, I'm pretty sure he likes me. I think he likes me. I'm pretty sure he likes me. He I does. think, I think Charlie would rather go out with Lucy before Pepper and Patty. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think that's an accurate statement. <laughs> I think Marcy would rather Charlie go, Charlie Brown go out with Lucy than Pepper and Patty. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. Uh, so one other thing I wanted to point out, the phone situation was weird. Did y'all see the disappearing phone too? No. no. Go back and watch when Charlie Brown picks up the phone. There's no phone there. It doesn't appear until he starts dialing. And when he Don't answers, and when he answers, he calls himself Chuck and then corrects himself to his grandmother and calls himself Charlie Brown. Uh, well, can you blame him when you're flustered or you accidentally get names mixed up? She called him Chuck 26 times. Back 26 point. times. But it's weird that he called himself by his first and last name to his mother or his grandmother. I don't call my well, grandmother. he is Hello. Charlie Brown now. Hello, grandmother. I'm Tom Crow. But he grandma- is Charlie Brown. Of all the Charlie Browns in the world, you're the Charlie Browniest. Fun fact. He's never just Kite- Charlie. Kite Man's name in the Batman comics is Charlie Brown. <laughs> Charles Are Brown. Are you serious? <laughs> Charles Brown. <laughs> it had to be a joke based on how lame he was. It had to be. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Because they call him Chuck at certain points too. So it's definitely a <laughs> peanuts joke. So Charlie Brown talks to his grandma who calls him Charlie Brown all the time because he is Charlie Brown. <laughs> and she basically says, hey, you've got friends. Bring them on over. Let's make this a big family affair. We've got room for everybody, which is super sweet. And totally giving, you know, totally lends itself to the season, right? I, I love the car all the kids pile into or all the seats are like facing each other. I mean, and they're cars exactly used the to right be number. so cool. They're cars exactly used to be the so right stinking number? cool. Sorry, they're exactly, exactly the right number, number of chairs. Oh, I love wasn't invited. There was only a certain amount of chairs. They couldn't bring and everyone they wanted the, to. The family took nothing to grandma's house on Thanksgiving, which also seems very odd. And we never well, see we don't know. We don't know that the mother is now holding a casserole dish on her lap or something. True. That's the thing with peanuts is you don't care what the adults are doing. What the adults are doing is adult stuff, and that's not the world. Which is in. why they talk like. That's right. Which adults is, are white noise. Which is a trombone played by uh, what's his face? Anyway, in all fairness, I don't really care what the kids are doing either. In Charlie Brown, I think oh. that's the problem. Okay, so. <laughs> Can I t- talk about the next part, Julia? Yes. So the kids leave singing over the river into the woods to grandmother's house we go. It's a very sweet moment. Mm-hmm. Punctuated with a typical Charlie Brown joke, but my grandmother lives in a condominium or whatever he says. Which was but not a condo, a condominium. A condominium. It made me laugh because that is a very, very Charlie Brown thing to say. Uh-huh. But, then, but then the ending of this episode, we get... <laughs> Total jerk Snoopy move. Snoopy and Woodstock are alone. They both walk into his doghouse. You hear banging around. They come out, set up this table with chairs and a tablecloth. <laughs> they go back in, and Snoopy comes out with this magnificent cooked turkey with mm-hmm. potatoes around it, garnishes, and everything. Did y'all then, remember this from when you were kids? Yes. <laughs> and then they ser- he serves it up to Woodstock and Woodstock himself, and they eat, and the end. Woodstock eats a bird. This now, was so this was so troubling to Lee Mendelssohn that, that he, he cut it out. No, he cut it out for years. It wasn't until it really? went to CBS. 
it wasn't until it went from CBS to ABC in 2001 that that was added. Charles Schultz wanted oh. it added back in. Yes, but Lee Middleton. Maybe it's a tofurkey. It Lee Middleton kept it out for years. They don't have bur- They don't have any fake bones in tofurkey. And also, he, like, well, maybe tofurkey. Tofurkey does not look like that, <laughs> and it sure doesn't taste like it. And then they grab the wishbone, and Woodstock goes flying back through the air with it. <laughs> Like me and Tom fighting over a human neck. What, what did Dwight have? The rib? The yeah. rib. Okay. You know what I meant. I do. I'm just imagining it as adults. Like, it would be like that, but with a human rib. With a human rib. But, oh my gosh. It was just like, why? I was surprised to see that there were as many people who objected to this because so, I so, thought it was... I thought I was just being, you know, obstinate or truculent while I was watching it. Because so, I was yeah. so, so Woodstock... So Woodstock eats turkey. That's not even my biggest problem with the scene. Mine is Snoopy's supposed to be man's best friend. And he forced this horrific sugar-filled dinner on the kids that made Peppermint Patty flip out on his owner. While he had the ability to make a giant turkey himself and he just didn't? He'd probably been working on that turkey all day. Special dinner for him in Woodstock because he knew the kids would be at Grandma's house and he was not about to blow all that hard work. Also, it's funny to me that uh, this is like the only peanut special where wherever Charlie Brown goes, Snoopy and Woodstock don't follow along. Like, they always bring them everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. I thought it was weird when Snoopy stood outside of the car and didn't get in, right? The other thing about this scene that bothered me, Snoopy put carrots and potatoes on Woodstock's plate. Neither of them touched anything except the turkey. (laughs) And (laughs) birds are cannibals though i mean so he's not out of character birds do eat birds <laughs> i love tom's random lessons he comes up with whether well, they're science I, lessons or religious we saw it happen lessons. today actually D- did you really oh yeah we have hawks that live around our yep. house and they catch birds all the time it's fascinating my father-in-law has some baby birds that were um that are on his back patio and a hawk got one of the babies so him being the engineer that he is built this entire setup where mom and dad can get in to get to the babies but a hawk can't Hawk can't that's nice. awesome i like it christine just texted me a snake ended up getting up there and getting them all <laughs> are you serious it really is 2020 but don't worry i guess christine's dad was really upset about this but now he has some baby bunnies in his backyard that he is building enclosures to protect <laughs> baby bunnies are like the cutest thing on things on the planet they're mm-hmm. so cute we have a few of those too and their little ears they're so tiny when they're little babies oh they're so cute so I was on a walk recently, walking along, and I saw an injured bird on the sidewalk. But before I could get to it, a black cat came out. And I was like, I was, st- I was like five feet away. I was like, whoa, back away. And the cat like puts its paw on the bird's neck. Like the bird's still moving, but the cat puts his paw on it and stares up at me. I'm like, back away. And t- I take another step forward. The cat hisses, grabs a bird in his mouth, which is still moving and runs away with it. I'm like, I couldn't prevent that bird's murder. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's evil, man. I know. So cannibalism, well, bird cannibalism aside. I do have a question well, for you guys. Yes. Were yeah. either of you bothered Lucy wasn't in it more? No. Nope. I was. Mm-hmm. I would have taken you more, Lu- more Lucy over more Peppermint Patty. I would have wanted, I wanted Pigpen and Schroeder and I wanted mm-hmm. the, the real I mean, cast, but I can always give or take Lucy, but I will tell you, I will take Lucy over Peppermint Patty anytime. But, but for me, Lucy is kind of like Miss Piggy and the Muppet. She's not your favorite, but she's part of that gang. You can't have the Muppets yeah. without her. That's how I feel about I don't, Lucy in relation to the peanuts. I don't know if we could have had Lucy in this storyline because I think Lucy would have pretty straightforward called Peppermint Patty on her crap because she's no nonsense, right? And regardless of whose feelings she's going to hurt. And I think she would have, I don't think you could have put her in this episode and had her, I don't think she would have worked. I don't, I don't see her agreeing with Peppermint Patty's reasoning that the meal was crap because of what it was. Right. Wait, you're right. Why was Linus there, but not Lucy? Lucy's busy with Schroeder. Making out in a tree somewhere. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. No, just wanting to. Wanting to. (laughs) She's leaning all over his piano, bothering him. So what did you think of the score in this one compared to Christmas and Halloween? Much less memorable. 
I, I thought it. it was more memorable than the pumpkin, great pumpkin waltz. Not as memorable as Halloween, uh, Christmas. But. That's what I. Yeah. That's what I'm comparing it to. Nothing. There's just never going to be a cartoon really with the score that uh, that that Charlie Brown Christmas has. Mm-hmm. Can we get into quotes? Yeah, we can. Let's do that. Okay, so I know we mentioned it before, but I loved the exchange between Charlie Brown and Sally, where Charlie Brown is just like, we've got another holiday to worry about. It seems Thanksgiving Day is upon us. And Sally says, I haven't even finished eating my Halloween candy. And Linus, ever the wise Linus, says, Sally, Thanksgiving's a very important holiday. Ours is the first country in the world to make a national holiday to give thanks. And Sally's just like, isn't he the cutest thing isn't he the cutest and during that same conversation they go on charlie brown mentions holidays always depress me and sally (laughs) says i know what you mean i went down to buy a turkey tree and all they have are things for christmas and charlie brown's like for christmas already okay boomer this was obviously some boomers bemoaning christmas creed (laughs) can't find that turkey tree I like how Lucy always has a new excuse to get Charlie Brown to kick the football. And this time around, it was like, but Charlie Brown, it's Thanksgiving. And Charlie's like, what's that got to do with anything? And Lucy says, well, one of the greatest traditions we have is the Thanksgiving Day football game. And the biggest, most important tradition of all is the kicking off of the football. And Charlie's like, is that right? And Lucy's like, absolutely. Come on, Charlie Brown. It's a big honor for you. And Charlie's like, well, if it's that important, a person should never turn down a big honor. Maybe I should do it. Besides, she wouldn't try to trick me on a traditional holiday. (laughs) This time, I'm going to kick that football clear to the moon. And then he runs. She pulls it away. He's like, ah! And Lucy's like, isn't it peculiar, Charlie Brown, how some traditions just slowly fade away? Oh, man. (laughs) Lucy. I did like when Linus says, this isn't unlike another famous Thanksgiving episode. Do you remember the story of John Alvin and Priscilla Moldens and Captain Miles Standish? And I think it was, what, Peppermint Patty who chimed in. This is nothing like Captain Miles Standish. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I liked that. This is nothing like that. (sighs) So there was a little bit of a Linus moment. As much as we hated that Marcy apologized to Charlie Brown. I like right. their exchange. She says, don't feel bad, Chuck. Peppermint Patty didn't mean all those things she said. Actually, she really likes you. I don't feel bad for myself. I just feel bad because I ruined everyone's Thanksgiving. And Marcy says, but Thanksgiving is more than eating, Chuck. You heard her Linus was saying out there. Those early pilgrims are thankful for what happened to them, and we should be thankful too. We should just be thankful for being together. I think that's what they mean by Thanksgiving, Charlie Brown. That is the Linus moment of sorts. I liked it's Linus's little speech. And he says, in the year 1621, the pilgrims held their first Thanksgiving feast. They invited the great Indian chief, Massasoit, who brought 90 of his brave Indians in a great abundance of food. Governor William Bradford and Captain Miles Standish were honored guests. Elder William Brewster, who was a minister, said a prayer that went something like this. We thank God for our homes and our food and our safety in a new land. We thank God for the opportunity to create a new world for freedom and justice. And then Peppermint Patty says, amen. Like that. I do too. It's, it's nice. Oh, Linus. He's just dropping truth bombs. Oh, there. Linus. He was much more adult in this one, just like the Christmas <laughs> one. He recovered from his... Easter beagle and very pumpkin delusion. Hissy fit. <laughs> and the other, that's right. Oh, that yep. was awful. He really lost it, and it's a great pumpkin. <laughs> okay, so we don't rank it, but what would you give it? Five. A five. Whoa. So, like I said earlier, I did not do my homework. We did not write down what we graded Easter or Halloween. I know I gave Charlie Brown Christmas a 10. Yep. I'm inclined to give this slightly below Halloween, which I think I gave a nine. But having talked about it with y'all, I think I would tie it with Halloween at a nine if I was grading both of those today. So Good Christmas night. at 10, Halloween and Thanksgiving tied at a nine, and Easter at eight. That's my definitive final ranking of those four. There's no way specials. Easter deserves an eight. So I gave Christmas a 10, which I'm sticking to. And I think Tom might have brought my rating down a little bit. 
<gasps> what? Dastardly. But all that to say, and I don't know what I gave Halloween, but I know it was high. So if I had to do it over again, Christmas has a 10. Thanksgiving has a 9.8. And Halloween has a 9.7. So that gives us an average for this Thanksgiving episode of 7.93, which I think puts it third on the list. I think we all ranked Halloween high enough. It was in the eights. Uh, so I will say, because I was thinking back about this today, Julia, you, one of the big things about this podcast, we talk about if we ever change each other's minds, your love for the peanuts has increased my love for the peanuts since we started the show. Aww. I never expected I like to give Charlie Brown Christmas a 10, but now... I would watch that over any other special that conflicts with on TV, which I would not have at the beginning of the show. Oh, and, I really uh, am like Linus. You are. <laughs> and the same with this one. I was going to rank it below Halloween, but I tied it with Halloween because talking to you brought the score up. So. Pretty big deal. It is a pretty big deal. I really do think the three, you know, in a cluster is the best of the best. Almost a trilogy. Yeah, yeah, it's like a trilogy. That's right. It's like the original Star Wars trilogy. Not a bad good, one. Good, good, good. That's right. Um, well, this put me in the Thanksgiving mood. Well, I would like to make a note of that. Usually, ABC plays a Thanksgiving, a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving night, and the week leading up to Thanksgiving. So, after y'all eat dinner with your families, watch this special and listen to our episode again, and or watch or listen to it as you're watching. What are y'all thankful for this year? I think all the quarantine stuff from earlier in the year has given me a new perspective on family and closeness. And I'm no longer thinking that as just being a holiday thing, right? We think about being close with our families at the holiday season. Well, we got a lot of summertime with our families and springtime with our families as well. And I don't know, I'm enjoying it. So I'm also thankful for the new perspective on life that quarantine gave us, Julia. And I'm thankful, I mean, full disclosure for our listeners, they're recording this months before Thanksgiving while still in quarantine. But I'm thankful that regardless of whether we'll be having Thanksgiving in quarantine with just a small group of family or out of quarantine with a larger group, I'm thankful we're still get to spend it with our loved ones. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful Christmas is only like, a month away, less than a month away at this point. Yeah. 2020 has been a rough year with, with quarantine and losses. And um, I think reflecting back on it, it's, um, I'm thankful for the, like Julie said, I'm thankful for all the additional time we get to spend with family. We do have a new perspective on those who are around us, our friends, our families, our loved ones. Um, each other. Each other. And, you know, not taking any of that for granted. We are we are all pretty, no matter what happens, we were all, we are all really blessed. And um, I don't, I don't think I'm with Julia on this too. I don't feel like it's so much of a Thanksgiving thing now, the thankfulness. I think it's been, um, I've looked at it a lot more since we went into quarantine back in uh, February. Yeah. So I think one the other thing we're all thankful for is the fact Joe Biden got elected president, right y'all? In all seriousness, we are thankful for you listeners, which is why you've been getting all this bonus content all year. Uh, without your love and support, we'd have a lot, well, we'd still be doing the show and we'd still have fun doing it, but the show wouldn't be as big as it is without all y'all, so. We'd be pretty bored yeah. on uh, Facebook talking to each other. <laughs> we'd yep. still troll each other. So we're also curious what y'all thought of this special so let us know the usual place go to tisthepodcast.com slash facebook reddit instagram twitter or facebook group social media whatever your social media preferences and let us know and if you want more bonus content check out tisthepodcast.com slash patreon there's also an exclusive patreon only thanksgiving episode up for y'all and we have halloween episodes and a whole bunch of other stuff up there and we'll have a whole bunch of more bonus episodes coming in the next month as well. And if you want to support the show in a free way, leave us a review on iTunes. Because <laughs> every new review helps us to spread the Christmas cheer 365 days a year by helping new listeners find us. You know what else is exciting, y'all? What? Nope. There are 29 days until Christmas. 
There's so much shopping to do. Well, that's only four weeks. That's insane. I don't know how many hours it is, but it's not much, and I'm super excited about that. This year, I was on top of the ball and got all my shopping and wrapping done two months ago, so it's been a breeze for me. That's Well, excellent. I got my Balancing. shopping done back in June when I was buying everything online. No, I'm just kidding. I haven't done any shopping yet. <laughs> I did all it's- the shopping for me during quarantine. <laughs> Treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> so, happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Have fun with your families and friends, and we'll speak to you next week. We'll speak to you in a few days. We'll speak to you Monday. <laughs> Good trip to Fan Nap. Whoop, whoop. Bye, y'all. Bye. Gobble, gobble till you wobble. <laughs> <laughs>